Hey everyone, welcome to the Roadmap Benzinga's NFT show. We've got a great laid back show for everyone today. Brian and I are going to be walking through the latest news and headlines out there in the NFT world. We're also going to take a look at Coinbase NFT Marketplace, which recently launched this morning in beta. Not a ton of people on there yet. I am one of those people lucky enough to be on there. We're going to pull up and see how it compares to other platforms and take a look. So uh, don't go anywhere. This is The Roadmap. All right, everyone. Yeah, as you heard me say, this is the roadmap. Benzinga's NFT show. We are not currently airing a lot of our shows on YouTube today because on our YouTube channel, we have the Benzinga Capital a Cannabis Capital Conference going on live in Florida. Some great presentations from cannabis companies. There's even a couple Congress members uh, there talking about cannabis. Mike Tyson's there and a bunch of other people that you have heard of. So if you're interested in cannabis, of course, on this 420, make sure you check out that conference all day today, all day tomorrow. But in the meantime, we're here to talk about some NFTs for anyone out there who wants to join in with us. So if you are here live watching right now, let us know in the chat. Otherwise, if you're watching this interview later on or listening to the podcast, we appreciate your support as well. And speaking of support, I do want to give a shout out to the sponsor of today's episode, FTXUS, which is one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world in terms of trading volume and daily users. The FTX app is used by over 6 million people to buy crypto and NFTs, no transaction or withdrawal fees. You can use your phone or computer. And the FTXUS trading platform offers NFT trading on both the Ethereum and Solana blockchains with no gas fees. To find out more about the FTX app, click on the link in the description below and also pin to the chat right now. So go ahead and check out FTX. Let them know that Benzinga sent you and a big shout out to our friends at FTX. And again, guys, if you're here watching us live, let us know in the chat right now. We appreciate seeing everyone tune in. And without further ado, I think it's time to bring on my co-host, Benzinga's own, Brian Moore. Brian, what's going on, buddy? Howdy, howdy. We're here. We're, we're we here. It. I mean, Brian, it, it's Wednesday. I mean, whatever you want to call it, right? The the middle of the week, hump day. It, it's also 420, um, you know, so I know oh, that's a, a that. holiday a lot of people uh, don't conference. take don't take lightly and we of course are celebrating as a company by hosting dispensing <coughs> a cannabis capital conference and not in they're airing they're airing live right now on youtube and we didn't want to take viewers away from that but we also wanted to provide an outlet for anyone who's looking for news and headlines in the nft space and also wants to talk about you know this coinbase marketplace launch which is something I've been highlighting on this show since day one, um, you know, a lot of people out there asking when Coinbase, we finally got our answer. But uh, Brian, we, we had a great episode yesterday. And I know, again, we were competing against the Psychedelics Conference, so we didn't get as many live viewers. So I just wanted to shout out yesterday's episode for and catch it. If you want to go back, take a look, take a listen. We interviewed the Star Wolf team, which is a project we highlighted as one of the top projects to watch for the month of April. And that was a great interview, right, Brian? I mean, we talked to the team, we got the insight, we heard about that upcoming game. What's your what's your key takeaways and thoughts after hearing from the Star Wolf team yesterday? <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, I think it's going to be really exciting. I mean, it's a pretty cool game. Uh, like, I think we went over this quite a few times during the interview and prior to the interview um that they've been working on this for a while so it, it wasn't just kind of like a fly-by-night you know kind of make money and hope it goes viral type deal they've actually put in a lot of effort and a lot of work into this project so you you see a lot of um 
dedication and a lot of you know sweat equity that went into the thought and the actual dynamics of the game and it has a lot more um i guess a higher chance of longevity than some of these other projects and these play to earn games and stuff like that i think we're actually going to see something viable and pretty cool at the end yeah, definitely. I, I like that call out of sweat equity. I mean, that, that's something, you know, that uh, a lot of like your your private companies before they go public, right? That's something, you know, where these founders put in. And I think that's a good comparison here to these NFT teams, right? Is in, in order to have that longevity and these projects to last for a long time, I mean, you, you got to put in the work, the hours and really build out a sustainable project. And you know, again, I, I'm a little biased because I own some wolves myself, right? But uh, I, I really think that the team's got something good going here. So, again, if you missed that interview yesterday, make sure to uh, check it out, Star Wolves. Uh, so, Brian, that interview yesterday actually went the full hour, which was awesome, too. It went by, you know, super fast, didn't even realize that, which means we didn't really have a chance to get to our normal news and headlines that we hit on each episode so today's episode is going to be a little bit of catch up, right, of the, the news and headlines from the past uh, week or two. So one of the things we always like to talk about each week is the, the top 10 NFT collections by sales volume from the previous week. And, and there's so much to talk about with last week's. And But before we get into talking about Moonbirds, which we're going to hit a little bit, you know, just have to say that they did top the list on Crypto Slam, 202.5 million dollars in sales volume last week mutant ape yacht club second 25.6 million board ape yacht club 24.7 million followed by azuki more crypto punks clone x imposters los muertos and beans um so a very interesting uh list and again i mean moonbirds blew the list they actually had more in sales volume uh, in the two days of last week than the other nine collections in the top 10 combined. Um, Brian, what do you uh, take away from this this top 10 list? So, uh, I, I mean, the top 10, it sounds about right. I mean, it, it there's nothing that stands out that I would have been like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. I, I do want to talk about Moonbirds and uh, so I think I'll, I don't know if you want to get into it in a second or you want to maybe start it now whatever you want to do yeah let, let's but. wait a sec um and yeah we definitely got to get to moonbirds uh brian you know i i think you're you're spot on right the list outside of moonbirds it looks pretty similar to the past couple weeks actually interesting to note that mutant ape yacht club board ape yacht club and azuki all remained in the same position second third and fourth from last week um crypto punks a decent gain on the week up 79 percent, but they did have a three million dollar sale last week for one of their rare punks which obviously anytime you have one nft selling for three million dollars that's going to uh to change your volume a, a a little bit right um but brian outside of the top 10 also have to note that uh you know doodles 11th place i mean doodles keeps knocking on the door of that top 10 again Krabata came in 12th place, right? The play to earn uh, game on the Avalanche blockchain. That one keeps hovering, you know, right between 10 and 15. And then NBA Top Shot came in 13th place. Um, we have the NBA playoffs just started. We had a couple new pack releases, but uh, I don't know if you saw this, but the NBA is actually launching some new NFTs this week on the Ethereum blockchain going away from the Flow blockchain and Top Shot. So I, I was a little... It, it, curious to see Top Shot show up this high, and I'm wondering if they can sustain that now with a little bit of competition coming from the NBA itself. So, uh, and then also you see their uh, De Gods, which is on Solana, coming in at 20th place, and Cool Pets seeing a nice week too. So, uh, uh, what do you make of these projects from uh, you know kind of that 10 to 20 range, Brian? Are, are there any there that we could see come into the top 10 over the next couple weeks in your eyes? I think Cool Pets uh, definitely could. I think that if NBA Top Shot, and again, I, I don't mind a single episode without um, mentioning NBA Top Shot, but I think eventually they'll filter their, their way back in because 
like everyone knows this project and coming on the ethereum blockchain moving over from i think the flow blockchain is what they were on what they started on. um i think that's a big deal and i think that's gonna kind of change the game i think we're gonna continue to see and right now we're in that kind of sports lull where it's really only baseball um and not really much else happening right now so once we see football pick back up in the in the fall or come to like maybe even uh spring practice and a few other things i think we're gonna see some more stuff happen i think we're gonna they're gonna have to find a new way to kind of kick things up a notch <clears throat> and if you uh, if anyone goes on TikTok or youtube or whatever there's a lot of unboxing videos that are insanely popular right now like training in the top and people like open those packs and they get a forty thousand dollar card or whatever um i think we're gonna see that with nfts soon enough and i hopefully that you know if if they're not doing this they should but i think maybe they might try to put some of that in there where you can do a a mystery mint that kind of thing i think that'd be a good idea I, i'm open for uh consulting if top shot just so you guys know <laughs> yeah no excellent point there uh we actually haven't done that in a while i think i still have some top shot packs um that are unopened uh maybe that's something we could do uh tomorrow or a sh upcoming show uh open up yeah, some packs. so yeah and we got uh money mitch in the chat saying nba playoffs go heat um i mean all i know is my pistons are out of the playoffs not that i'm a huge nba fan but uh yeah and after you know, playoffs so, what it's just baseball kind of really yeah i mean hockey is gearing up for the playoffs but again i'm a red yeah. wings fan and we've been atrocious this season so we're not in the playoffs so uh i mean it's really baseball right now, like you said, and then, you know, until football hits, it is kind of that lull for sports. So uh, a great point there to see if some of these sports NFTs can kind of, you know, keep up out of season. But uh, all right. Well, we did the top 10. And I mean, you, you guys all saw it there, right? Moonbirds. Uh, if you don't know what Moonbirds is, we actually highlighted it as one of our top five projects to watch in the month of April. And this was a unique one because it was coming from a team that's already well known in the NFT community. Uh, Proof Collective was their first launch. Uh, anyone who owned a Proof Collective NFT got two free mints. The other way that you could get a Moonbird was through a raffle. You had to enter a raffle, verify your Discord, verify your Twitter, and also prove that you had 2.5 Ethereum in your wallet. So 7,875 Moonbirds were minted by people who won a raffle to get a spot on the allow list. So if you spent 2.5 Ethereum and you won this raffle, you were able to turn that 2.5 ETH into over 20 ETH in one day. That is insane. And that is the reason why we do a show like this, why we provide that education. We talk about upcoming mints. This one had all the right things going for it. It seemed like a no brainer win for anyone who got that raffle. I was not lucky enough to get that raffle, but Brian, I mean, huge win for people out there, right? That, that won this raffle. And I mean, they either held or sold, uh, you know, and got some liquidity there. Yeah, uh, it's uh, pretty crazy. I mean, <clears throat> for me personally, I, I was pretty uh, uh, priced out from Moonbirds. I mean, I didn't have 2.5 ETH just laying around. Of course, I didn't win the raffle. I might have, if I won the raffle, I might have tried to find a way to find that because I knew that something yeah. like this was going to happen. But, I mean, it's just kind of ridiculous. It's, it's crazy, and there are so many scams. Please, please, please be careful out there. If you get a notification where you're tagged with a bunch of people that says, hey, we're doing another one or something, it's a scam. Don't click the link. Do not connect your wallet to anything ever. If you don't have a Moonbird right now, just don't connect your wallet to anything that says Moonbird, even their yeah. website. Just please be careful because you'll get everything your wallet taken if you try to do something like that. But um, it's just, it, this is a very successful project. I mean, like overnight, they became the biggest thing. People, I've seen a bunch of tweets saying that uh, Proof Collective is the next Yuga Labs, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't really quite, like, I, I don't see, I don't really understand uh, how they just blew up like this. Um, but man, they were successful and they did the, did the right things. I'm very, very impressed. 
But I understand yeah, I mean, like, I mean, it just blows my mind kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, this this was a great mint all around and uh, a really great project to talk about because you, we haven't seen these like overnight huge floor price gains in, in a while, right? This is something out there that again, you know, and that's not to say that all of these mints, um, all these raffles, these allow lists that you can earn a spot on will be as successful as this. But I mean, this one just checked all the boxes, right? And, and you know, again, I was fully willing to spend the 2.5 ETH uh, to, to mint one. I, I probably would have sold around 20 um, and not currently, you know, holding had I have won one. But again, that's my personal thing. But, uh, you know, this, the team, it's Kevin Rose, Ryan Carson, and Justin Mazel, And they're they're pretty well known in both the Web 2 and Web 3 space. Rose was actually the founder of the social media platform Dig, which was kind of known as an early day Reddit um, before Reddit oh, kind of yeah, blew up in Dig. popularity. Yeah. You remember Dig? Yeah. So mm -hmm. Rose was the founder of Dig. Rose is also credited with helping a guy named Gary V get into CryptoPunks. I don't know if you've ever heard of Gary V. I don't, and I don't know. That they actually did a YouTube show years ago talking about uh, NFTs and CryptoPunks. Um, very raw footage. I, I actually watched a, an episode of it. Um, and then Carson's the co-founder and former CEO of Treehouse, which is a, a coding um, company that was acquired. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, just great experience all around for this team. They launched Proof Collective um, previously, it's only a thousand NFTs, and those were minted at a price of one ETH each. The floor on Proof Collective is a hundred Ethereum. Like that's insane. Now it's dropped to 82 since my article came out, of course. But uh, you know, I, I think that showed right there this high floor price that th there was going to be strong demand for for Moonbirds, and that's what we ended up seeing. Yeah. And um, so Brian, I don't know if you saw this, but again, so. There was only like 7,275 available to the people that won the raffle. Over 32,000 wallets registered for the raffle. That doesn't necessarily mean 32,000 people, right? Because some people might have applied with multiple wallets. But only 25% of the people that entered the raffle won. So you had 75% of people that were willing to pay 25 that didn't get it. So again, that shows you, hey, supply and demand, right? Uh, another great fl flag, a, a good flag, right? To watch for some of these projects going into Mint. Um, the other thing about these is they really set themselves up for, for the future, right? They, they already said that they're going to provide utility, right? And one of the things they're going to do is they're going to launch uh, Project High Rise, which is a future metaverse um for proof holders and they said that people who own moonbirds will get first access to project high rise they also plan to do a token in the future and then brian do you remember when we talked about this as an april project to watch one of the things that kevin rose said was he did not like the way that yuga labs did ApeCoin, right how you mm -hmm. could buy a board ape the night before ApeCoin launched and, and you would get the same amount of ape as a person who held from day one, yeah. right? So what he wants to do with Moonbirds is really create a system where the longer you hold your Moonbird, the more you're going to be rewarded in the future. And one of those ways is right there on the screen. It's called nesting and where you can, you know, you lock up your Moonbird and it essentially gains, you know, experience along the way. And the longer it's nested, the better it is. And one of the unique things here is if you choose to sell your Moonbird, it loses all of that. And I mean, Brian, you know crypto better than me. Um, so normally if you stake your NFT, right, it, it's sent to a, another wallet or another mm -hmm. another place. They're doing this to where you don't have to do that. You're holding your NFT. So you're staking it, but you're not, it's not leaving your wallet. So can you kind of break that down a little bit of the difference here between like a normal uh staking process so i mean but that's uh it's kind of complicated how they uh what they do it so it isn't really necessarily a, a, a normal staking uh process so what i think you're doing is you're sign you're you're having your wallet sign a um a smart contract and 
almost using something that's called like it it sounds like it might be using a merkle tree which means that pretty much you're signing something and within that signature it'll it'll store the block and the hash that you know it'll line it up together those things and it's almost impossible to ever match it up or find another a pair of those two that are exact matches so that's why you can pretty much validate with almost uh complete you know exactness that this is your um your moon bird and you can't sell it or can't do anything with, with uh with it until you re-sign it out and so i think that's why it stays in your wallet that's the only way i can think that that's how they do it i gotta look at the contract I'm actually trying to pull it up right now to kind of dive into it. I'll have a better answer. But for right now, just thinking how they under how they said it, that's how I think they do it. So you pretty yeah. much sign something. It says like, "Hey, this is it," and then it'll it'll gain and it'll pretty much be staking itself uh, yeah. with that because it can't really do anything. And then you you have to sign it again to get it out of it. Yeah, and I mean, it's just I I feel like it's a really unique way. And uh, again. You know, Kevin Rose has said that, you know, he, he really didn't like the way that Yuga Labs did that. So he went out and he designed a system for his own project that was going to be unique, was going to be different. And the, the thing is, I don't know if we'll see other projects copy this, Brian, because it I, I wonder if it hurts your secondary sales a little bit once nesting starts, right? Because it, if I have my Moonbird and I nest it and it gains, say, 100 days of experience... When I go to sell that, the 100 days is gone. So what's the advantage of a person buying it from me? There, There isn't one based on my 100 days, right? It, it's So it's a little bit different when it comes to secondary sales. So I, I guess we'll see. Nesting you know, is, is getting ready to, to go live. And I, I think we're going to see more people get even you know more evolved into this. Uh, again, you saw the floor price there, 21.5 ETH. Uh, that is that is insane for for a new project and again congrats to anyone who was able to win that raffle and brian just to break down for for viewers and listeners here the uh the amount of sales volume that this project had right i mean those numbers on screen they they look amazing but let's put them in comparison so in the first day of trading moonbirds did over fifty thousand eth in sales volume which passed the one-day total of Mutant Ape Yacht Club of 41,000 ETH when Mutant Ape Yacht Club went live. In two days, Moonbird's sales volume, 69,041 ETH. That is the highest of any NFT collection in the last 30 days. So in two days, Moonbirds did more than any other project did in the previous 30 days. Like that's insane. And also 69,041 ETH is actually almost the same as Mutant Ape Yacht Club and Board Ape Yacht Club combined in the last 30 days. Like not just one, combined. That's that's insane. And already in the first two days, Moonbirds did more sales volume than the all-time sales of World of Women, Cryptodes, Cyber Kongs, Pudgy Penguins, and V Friends, and lots and lots of other collections. So again, I mean, just insane volume uh, overall for Moonbirds. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, it's mind blowing. They they do look good. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I like them. Um, but on some level, I mean, it, it's you know, when you compare artwork to artwork, you know, I I don't know where. You know, this one stacks up, but I think, you know, the, the big thing here is people want to be connected to the proof team. They want to be in that exclusive discord. They want to get access to events. They want to get first access for that metaverse launch from proof. And they ultimately want to do that nesting process, right? That's going to earn them stuff along the way. So um, I think it's less here about the artwork and more about the utility. All, All right, right, well, let's get in. That was a lot on Moonbirds. Um, and again, uh, a great project to talk about because it was so successful. I just want to say, I, I just looked at the contract. I was right. Uh, that's how the, it would be done. That's how they do it. I mean, they Perfect. do it. It's a lot more complicated than what I said. But pretty much, <clears throat> you sign something to stake it, stays in your wallet. 
and you got to sign something to get it out and that's how you keep it and that's also how they they use that same method to um show you like if you sell it then it just pretty much restarts you know the whole the earning process again yeah definitely uh great explanation there brian and again that staking process from them is you know very unique and different um all right let's move on to our next topic here so um our nft bracket for march madness actually ended last week and we've been so busy we've had a couple shows that didn't happen so we haven't had a chance to talk about this in a while so brian we've been doing a disservice here to our, our listeners and viewers to update them that we have a winner so Ooh. there it is on screen um shout out to our friends crypto dads they, they've been on the roadmap before they won the nft bracket challenge from benzinga taking home the trophy, which we don't currently have a trophy. So this is a, uh, just a pretend trophy right now. Um, and if you can scroll down a, a tiny bit there, Alyssa, I think it's got the, or right there. Yep. The percents guys, crypto dads did not just win. They won 94% to 6% over star catchers in the finale. And I mean, if you really scroll back, crypto dads showed up in this, in this challenge. They won their rounds uh, with very, very little, uh, you know, uh, debate. Um, I think they had a couple close ones, but the majority of them, they dominated. So, Brian, what do you think of Crypto Dads uh, winning this and also dominating uh, along the way? They uh, definitely have that community backing, man. Yeah. They they were they were in it to win it, and they they made things happen. That's for dang sure. Yeah, and we will be uh, trying to bring Crypto Dads back on. Um, that is something we said, right? Whoever won this bracket challenge, we want to invite them on. We want to uh, congratulate them and get an update. So uh, we'll be looking to hear more from Crypto Dads uh, in the future. But again, uh, a big congratulations to Crypto Dads team and all their community members for winning the first ever benzinga nft bracket challenge something we definitely hope to continue in the future all right so brian um our friends at ftx right uh mm -hmm. they are of this this show and they had some recent news that i want to highlight you know speaking of utility and talking about you know nfts and what they can be used for so there was a little music festival um, I don't know if anyone out there has ever heard of it. It's called uh, Coachella. Um, a, a couple, a couple thousand people, right? Uh, tens of thousands of people show up, right? So uh, they gave away free NFTs to pass holders for Coachella. Um, so this is called the Bloom NFT. You can see why I think in that uh, picture. So the Bloom NFT allows festival goers to unlock exclusive on-site perks throughout the weekends. So the Friday morning of each festival weekend, so that was last weekend, and I believe this weekend or next, um, you get your, your, your NFT and the seed blossoms into one of the seven desert flowers. You can then redeem your NFT for merchandise, food and beverage vouchers that's pretty cool. so they're using these nfts kind of as a almost as a currency at the festival i mean that's that's pretty sweet um mm -hmm. and then you can also get vip upgrades you can get passes for next year um access to a vip lounge i mean there's all kinds of things you can win and, and kind of earn your way up to by using the nft you do have to download the ftx app um, and again, be a attendee at Coachella in order to get these benefits. But, uh, that's pretty sweet. Brian, what do you think of, uh, FTX using that utility here with NFTs at a huge festival like Coachella? Is this something we're going to see keep happening in the, the festival and the music scene? Uh, I guarantee it. I guarantee that moving forward, that's, this is how things are going to be done. I, I almost, uh, Yeah. I mean, it just makes sense too because now you don't have to wait on uh like, at the I went to Bonnaroo for my 18th birthday, which feels like it was what was a while ago, but um you know I waited, got the ticket in the mail, got the wristband and everything, and it was just so cool waiting on on all of that and having that you know physical thing 
but if you lose it, you lose it, you know? And so uh, I think that this is the new way to do it. You know, you, you get the NFT as minted is yours. You can resell it now too. I mean, it, and then every time that's resold, a part of that will go back to the foundation or the, the company that started the whole, uh, concert or festival or whatnot so they're always gonna get five percent every time there's a sale or whatever it is so it'd just be stupid not to i mean it's a never-ending revenue stream and then yeah you can change it for vouchers for tickets you can there's so many different use cases that they can utilize this for and it's just it, it'd be stupid not to do it this way yeah and this one's for uh, Money Mitch, if he's still uh, tuned in and listening, because I know he's a huge Formula One fan. He attended Formula One in Texas last year. So, Brian, FTX, they're taking it a step further, not just Coachella, but there's a Formula One race happening in Miami um, <laughs> in May, and they are doing the same thing. If you go, you get to claim a free NFT ticket. And you'll be able to get different benefits, right? Like fast pass entry, food and beverage vouchers, and a chance to win concert tickets and Formula One merchandise. So again, you're kind of getting this benefit just for going, right? You don't have to buy this NFT. If you're going to Formula One in Miami, you download the for the FTX app, you claim your NFT, and, and I mean, you're a winner, right? Mm-hmm. Like just huge utility here. And uh, again, like you said, I think uh, companies are silly if they don't start to integrate, you know, different utility and things like this. So uh, shout out to FTX, um, you know, just raising the bar and doing something different here that, you know, I think a lot of people are going to end up, you know, seeing and copying and using themselves because it's, it's really a no brainer here. It's something I've said for months. Uh, maybe even over a year now that like sporting events, music events, you're, anything with a ticket, right? And you know that, Brian, you've said that too. Anything with a mm -hmm. ticket, start using the blockchain, start using NFTs. You're, you're wasting the experience otherwise and a possible benefit and, and another incentive for people to go or to buy the tickets in the first place. So uh, definitely something we'll be following along with FTX here with Formula One in Miami. Um, an update here, Brian. So it didn't quite make our, our list of the top projects to watch in April because they didn't have a um, public mint date uh, released yet. But it is out there now that V Friends Series 2 from Gary V and Vayner NFT is launching uh, V Friends Series 2. So anyone who currently owns a Series 1 has a free mint of series two and then also people who earned a spot on some different lists there's a friends list um that thirty-two thousand people ended up on there's the free claim of ten thousand two hundred fifty-five. there is a public mint though happening on monday april 25th for anyone interested in v friends series two now the price is going to be uh the equivalent of $995 in Ethereum. So what, it, I mean, Brian, that's what, like 0.33 or something, 0.32, I think, um, based on the, the price of ETH, if we're around like 3,000. So uh, let's call it 0.33, uh, 0.33 ETH um, for one of these VFriends Series 2. Now, and they look so much better. I mean, they're see, just, and I knew you were going to say that, Brian, and I was, I was going to get to that because, you know, I, I love Gary V. But I've heard people, um, including I, I think you on a on a stream, you know those those V Friends series one were a little basic, right? Uh, kind of mm. you know just some drawings. Look at this now with series two. I mean these look straight out of like a. I mean I could see this as a cartoon or a show that my kids watch, right? So this gets me excited. I, I'm ready for this public mint. Um, 0.33 I think is a great entry point. The, the floor price on Series 1 is 9.99 right now. The floor price on Series 2, last I looked, which again, uh, people were able to mint if you had a pass. The floor price was right around 1.15. Um, so going from, you know, where public mint's going to be at 0.33 to 1.15 already, a decent gain there for anyone. Um, so... You know, Brian, what do you think of VFriends Series 2? The the one issue I think a lot of people have is that this is going to be a large collection. V 
55,555 uh in series two. What do you make of this collection size and kind of that mint price of 0. 0.33? Um I I think the mint price and the collection size that's uh, well the mint price is not terrible. I mean it's it's pretty you said it's 0.33, right? Not yeah. not 0 0.03. Yeah, 0.33 seeing that. But yeah, it's um a, th that's not I mean that's pretty good for Gary V, you know, that yeah. that sounds about right. That sounds actually on the cheaper end for something that yep. he does, you know, cuz he he's big name and uh has pretty high um price ranges whenever he does anything it's always very expensive so i think that's pretty reasonable um i think the i don't think the total supply really ever matters in terms of if it makes it a good project or not i think ten thousand is a little too much now i think that's overplayed i think everyone needs to kind of reel it in a little bit but yeah. you know it's v friends so it is what it is um, I think this project is going to blow up. I think we're definitely, I mean, the, uh, the floor price is going to stick around to where I think it's going to surpass the first one easy, quickly. Um, I think that we're going to see some, uh, it's just so much better. I, I mean, what else is there to say? It is just so much better than the first one. Yeah. And with that being said, Brian, I mean, the first one, despite, you know, what anyone had to say about the, the artwork, they already signed a partnership with like uh, Uno, right? They made a uh, deck of cards based off the characters. Um, they had like a wine partnership. Mm. They signed a partnership with that trading card company, right? To do like the box where you got a pack of cards. Um, I think these characters are easily licensable, right? And could easily be a TV show, a movie, or, you know, a whole brand, right? And Gary Vee kind of said that before, right? That V Friends is like, it's his Disney, right? This is his Mickey Mouse, right? These characters are characters he hand drew and created, and he is going to spend the rest of his life providing utility and you know creating this project for holders so uh, i think you know I, i've said it before like don't bet against gary v so uh you know again 0.33 it's on a little bit of the higher end of some of these other you know projects but you just heard me say moonbirds was 2.5 ETH mint right so mm -hmm. we have seen projects mint for more so uh oh, yeah. i'm definitely excited about it and you know everyone not financial advice do your own research but uh I, I'm going to bet on Gary V here and I'll be looking at series two. And I don't even think the, the current floor price, which is actually dropped to like around one um, for series two is out of the realm either. If you want to avoid gas wars, you don't want to mess around with the public mint since there's only going to be 10,000, a floor price right now of one ETH on these really isn't horrible either. So just my own personal opinion. So something mm -hmm. to, to keep in mind there. Um, uh, the other big news I saw yesterday, um, Dead Fellas, which is a project we yeah. talked about yeah. a lot. They signed a deal with UTA, uh, United Talent Agency, one of the largest talent agencies in the world. Um, UTA signed a deal with CryptoPunks last year. Um, so interested in this note. So um, obviously I've heard some of these people mentioned in NFTs before, but I don't even think I realized that they owned uh, Dead Fellas in their wallets. Um, Reese Witherspoon. Lionel Richie, Steve Aoki, Dylan Francis, and Alexis Ohanian, the, the founder name. of Reddit. Um, they all own some dead fellas. Uh, the name that wasn't mentioned that I know from talking about the Super Bowl, right, is Odell Beckham Jr. Um, also owns a dead fella, and he actually used it as his uh, profile picture for, for quite a while. So dead fellas is a collection of uh, 10,000. Um, been highly successful, launched by Betty, a, a well-known artist now in the space. And they are going to work with UTA to expand into brand partnerships, merchandising, gaming, and live events. Now, Brian, when we hear these talent agency deals uh, announced a lot of times, they normally talk about TV show or movies. This one didn't mention TV or movies, but jumped into merchandising, gaming, live events, and brand partnerships. What's your takeaway from, from this deal here? Um, I think it's uh, pretty big news. I mean, Dead Fellas is definitely now blowing up. I'm I, I did not see this before um we started, so it'd be really interesting to see what effect that had on its floor price. Just that, like that, whenever that announcement came out, 
I don't know if we'd be able to kind of like pinpoint it, but um, yeah, I mean the dead fellas is definitely, I would uh, classify them as a blue chip and I would uh, say that, I mean, this is great news. There's really not much else to say about it besides that. That's, you know, this is awesome for them. This is big. Um, there's a lot, a lot of uh, opportunities that this opens for this, but also this opens for other NFT projects and to see what's happening. Cause I think like, if we really look at it, if we like take a step back and look out towards the NFT space as a whole, there's maybe only 10, 15, 20, maybe tops. That's maybe a reach like stretching it, maybe like 10 projects that, it, that are almost quote unquote household names out of the countless endless number of projects that are really out there. Only about 10 of them that everyone knows about everyone really wants. So, like, I think this is going to open up uh, a lot more opportunities for other projects because we're going to see other companies coming in. And some of these smaller companies with the brand partnerships are going to be priced out of, like, Bored Apes or um, Cool Cats and stuff like that because they they've already been bought. They already have these, you know, huge partnerships or they're just not going to do it. So I think we're going to see a lot more of these, like, smaller name, maybe sub-2 ETH um, NFT oh. projects become these 5 ETH floor projects and become these blue chips um, at seemingly overnight over the next couple months. Definitely. All right, Brian, one more topic, and then we're going to get into what everyone is here to uh, listen and to see is the Coinbase NFT uh, beta launch. Um, I wanted to talk about ApeCoin for a minute, Brian. Um, first off, have you been following ApeCoin um, over the past couple days? I know you uh, own some, but have you been paying attention? Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of it's been it's doing a little up and down. Thankfully, it's kind of staying horizontal in a sense. It's saying about what I what I thought it was. Um, I think that you know it's still it's still I'm still really bullish on it in the long term because I think that I mean we're, it just started, so you know we have a lot of time. It's not that uh, the ICP token Internet Computer <laughs> that was one of my biggest flops. Uh, I thought that was going to be huge and. But there's a backstory behind that. We won't get into that. But there's yeah. a reason that they sucked. Yeah. But, so um, ApeCoin's gonna do look good. Look at look at ApeCoin. Sixteen dollars. Um, I mean, Brian, I hold this in a couple different uh, crypto wallets, and I don't even remember what my cost basis is. But I think it was uh, around the ten dollar. Yeah, I was around seven. I, I, I was gonna say you got in lower. So, yeah. um, but. There's a lot of rumors that the other side land launch from uh, Yuga Labs is coming soon and that Ape is going to be the currency. Uh, perfect. Thanks for zooming in there, Alyssa. So this is from our friend Dylan O'Rell. He, he was on the roadmap months ago. Um, he put out this tweet and it was, uh, did some super sleuthing on important recent Board Ape Yacht Club tweet announcements. Um, Fridays specifically at 6 p.m. is when Yuga Labs likes to make their announcements. Brian, look at this list. This is a weird either coincidence or a clearly on purpose that all their major announcements have come on Fridays in a similar time. I mean, so the Mint announcement, the Dog announcement, the Christie's auction, uh, the Apes versus Mutants game um, the acquisition of CryptoPunks and uh, MeBits, the launch of ApeCoin, the other side trailer. Um, what do you think? When are we going to hear more about other side and is it going to follow this same pattern? I mean, is it going to be on a Friday? Oh, yeah. 100%. Right? Follow the trend, right? It's yeah. got to be a Friday, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, Wednesday, today, but no Friday. Today's Wednesday. I I thought it was going to happen last week, but then I was like, wait a sec, it's Easter weekend, it's Good Friday, would they, you know, do that with, you know, a, a religious holiday, people celebrating, um, you know, and kind of take away from that, you know, would that be the best look for them, do, you know, does it really matter? Now, here we are this week, we got the Coinbase launch today, and I think we're going to see Yuga Labs make an announcement this Friday. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, obviously that's not a for sure, but, uh, what do you think, Brian? Is, is this the week? No. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm also going to join in that. I, if I was, you know, if I was going to place a bet on it, it would be this Friday. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I name. still, I, mean, I still think that that ape coin is going to be the currency for the land. Um, I'm, oh yeah, I'm like I'm like eighty to ninety percent is where my thought process is. I know some people think it's it's going to be Ethereum, um, but I feel like it's it's going to be ape coin. That's part of their ecosystem now. With that being said, if you do own ape coin, like Brian and I, if the game or if the land launch is announced and it for some reason is not with ape. I think we see a huge drop because I think there's a lot of people betting on ApeCoin right now because of that. So just be careful, um, you know, chasing something that's already going up uh, in Ape. But those are my thoughts on um, ApeCoin and the the Yuga Labs potential for the other side announcement. And we'll, of course, check back in um, and see if we were right, Brian, because, uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's nice to make predictions and then uh, have some wins, right? So, uh Okay. All right, but we're starting to run out of time. So let's get into the Coinbase NFT launch. So I got an email today, Brian, and sorry to, to rub it in. I know you didn't get this the same email, but it said <laughs> Coinbase NFT is now live and you're invited to join our beta. Um, and then it gave me instructions that said to set up an account, visit this website, click sign in, and then put in this unique access code um and you are verified connect your wallet you can either connect a coinbase wallet or your metamask um and it said you've been selected to participate in the invite only beta release of coinbase nft we're thrilled to have you and can't wait for you to get started then i had to create a username verify my email um and that was it now if you want you can upload a profile picture which is similar to OpenSea. You can also write a description about yourself. I thought that was kind of unique, right? Instead mm-hmm. of just having, you know, so um, you, you kind of get to do your own. Now, the one thing here I have seen, um, Brian, and of course, I did not pick Brian Moore as my username, <laughs> but um, we're seeing some celebrities kind of get sniped here by people that are getting this early, um, this early beta picking usernames of prominent nft people because they get in first what do you think of that um i i think they right there g money that's the one i was like i know i saw someone tweet about this brian you interviewed g money before what do you think of this someone got into coinbase today and they chose violence by picking g money Uh as their coinbase name i mean yeah of course it's gonna happen because then they're gonna they'll be like yeah i'll sell it back to you for 20 eth and why not i mean he but you know, they, I think that Coinbase might implement something that kind of how uh, ENS and yes. uh, Unsolvable Domains did, to where you got if it's a verified account or something, you submit proof and they'll take it back and refund the person who bought it or has it. Or I guess they didn't buy it, but yeah. you know maybe have it. But you know if it's decentralized, then bleh, but it's not. So we'll see. I don't know. I think it's it's interesting. It's uh, you know. If it makes some money, you know, if this person, G Money or one of these, you know, any of these guys have the money to buy it back. So why not? I think it's kind of crappy to do, but yeah, that would be the understanding why. Now let's walk through the the website here, right? So this is a a first look here. So here's uh, Andrew Wang, a a prominent guy in NFT space. You can see some of these. There's Zeneca there, um, Sarah Bauman, who's an NFT uh, creator. Um it kind of shows you different people you can follow. Now, this is a little bit different, right? Because like on OpenSea, Brian, you have to know famous people's like wallets or their username in order to find them. Whereas Coinbase is kind of just putting it out in front of everyone saying, hey, here's some top people that you should follow. Um, Do you think that's the right move here? And will it scare some of these uh, celebrities and influencers kind of away from you know, highlighting their, uh, their Coinbase activity. Oh, that's such a good idea. I mean, it's such a good thought. And, uh, because yeah, I, I don't know if it's going to scare anybody away, but you're going to, you're going to start following, I guess, uh, like Andrew yeah. Wang or something. And it's not really going to be him. It's just some guy, some, some, or some like 12 year old from yeah, New Hampshire that does, you know, just has a <laughs> bunch of NFTs and whatnot. And it's not yeah. really the real person you thought it was interesting to think about especially if it gets verified yeah and i don't know like how they're verifying all these or what their process is i mean maybe they onboarded some of these celebrities first um 
and again, this is just the beta launch, you know, so nothing's final. There's a chance some of this could change, but here you have some of the collections highlighted. Um, Brian, we, we've gone over on the show uh, some of these different collections that announced that they're launch partners with Coinbase. Um, mm -hmm. I don't really see a lot of those launch partners like on In the homepage. Like, I, I, I remember, I like, like Dead, I, let's I say Deadfellas. Deadfellas was a launch partner. Pudgy Penguins, Pudgy right? Penguins, but not, yeah, but at, uh, at ABS, Adam Bomb Squad's there, Doodles, Cool Cats. Yeah, so some are there, but some aren't. So <coughs> it's a little weird to me. I don't know. But uh, so here you have, like, Deadfellas. If you scroll down, Alyssa, I think it shows the ones that are for sale first. Yeah, so we've got... Uh, a couple there for sale again i don't know how many people got into the beta today but there are not a ton of nfts for sale um let's go to uh board ape yacht club um that obviously is one of the most well-known uh most expensive so brian he here's what i want to point out you can see every board ape in the collection there are none listed for sale on coinbase currently so for as much as they did getting, you know, um, yeah, JPEG sold out, um, as much as they did onboarding some of these, you know, uh, well-known projects to be launch partners, uh, what do you think of like not getting some of these bigger blue chip names to, to come have some listings? Is, is that going to hurt the, the initial hype here? Um, well, since it's a very small percentage of people that are in it right now, I, I don't think it's going to really have a fact. I'm sure that they'll get on because, yeah, I mean, isn't uh, Coinbase uh, doing that movie with Board Yeah, Apes, that's, we'll, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think it'll be I think I'll be fine. All right. Alyssa, pick out one of these apes and let's uh, let, let's let's click on it. And I want to highlight some of these things. All right. So this is one owned by one of the founders of uh, Yuga Labs here um board ape number one so over on the right hand side guys you see the attributes right or what people know as traits now brian when you get a nft you have traits what does a platform like OpenSea tell you about your traits uh, i mean it gives you you know all of them and doesn't it show some percentages Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're getting at. So Coinbase, yeah. So again, I I don't want to like criticize too much, but look at. I just feel like it's missing, and I don't know if that's gonna get added. But like, if I have an orange background, how rare is my orange background? Mm-hmm. Right. I I I can see my picture. That's important. I know what's there, but I want to know how rare these traits are. And Alyssa, if you scroll over, like orange background, right? You, you can't click on it. So, Brian, on, on OpenSea, when you click on it, right, it tells you, you go look and you can see the floor price for that specific trait. You can see how many, right? It tells you right there at the top how many have that trait. Um, what do you think, Brian? Like, uh, is this just that they forgot to put that in? <laughs> they, uh, I think I mean, it's still in beta. I, I'm you think sure they have to, though, there. right? Like, you, you yeah. cannot not have this, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that it's going to be there. I mean, it, it, yeah, I think it's just, it, it's only because it's still in beta. I think that's the only reason. Now, the one thing I do like is right here below the picture, Brian, it says minted. So normally, if you go to an NFT, um, you have to kind of do some digging to find out when it was minted, see the trading history. This puts it front and center of the day it was minted. Now, here's another future feature. Um on the left-hand side there, and Brian, this one I'm on the fence on. I want your opinion on this. There is a comments section on each individual NFT, not just the collection, like all board apes, but for each individual board ape, people can leave comments. Now, I don't think you can leave links, so hopefully we don't get all the, the spam, but what do you think of people being able to leave comments on an nft um on coinbase here now i mean that's kind of it's kind of neat you can do this on like ether scan or or by a bsc scan where you put uh comments on different uh you know contracts or you know token the block explorer and so it might be good to like have this to where if you know if 
if Coinbase allows anyone just kind of like OpenSea is an open source an API where you can just put it on there. And if you mint it, it's going to show up if it's in your wallet. If Coinbase has the same thing, it'd be an easy way to show if this is a scam or not. But also it'd be an easy way for people to see if like this is a really liked feature. This is like the, yeah. the traits can be more calculated instead of being so as more subjective or something like that like someone you know you don't have to use a, a certain tool like rarity sniper or something like that in order to see if people like this one over the other like this certain trader this one blah blah yeah. blah. a lot of fire hearts and all that kind of yeah. stuff yeah that, that's a great point seeing which traits maybe are are well desired or well loved um just from an aesthetic point i, I kind of like this right here if you click on the shop button it kind of just gives you a wide range of different collections. Now, normally a platform, you know, like OpenSea and some of its rivals will kind of highlight some, but otherwise you really got to know which projects you're looking for and then type it into the search bar, right? I mean, that's how I find NFT collections I want to buy is I got to know the name of it first, but I kind of like this feature. You really just get to browse and just look at them. I mean, Brian, is this a good way to find out you know some collections that maybe you've never heard of before mm -hmm. and i mean it looks very similar to open c yeah but yeah I, I i like doing that sometimes on open c i think it's gonna be really interesting to uh see um when we have full product launch of uh coinbase marketplace see see what we're, we're gonna have because if it's just like open c the only thing that's uh that's a bonus here is the fact that uh there's no fees right now and they only yeah. have they just have them paused at the moment yeah they have their fees paused great point there brian the other thing that i think is really going to help coinbase is um like i said you can connect your uh, metamask or you can connect your coinbase wallet so if you have ethereum in your coinbase wallet and you want to buy an nft with ethereum on the coinbase marketplace i feel like it's going to be super easy and you don't have to go through a bunch of steps right whereas currently you have to have ethereum in your metamask you have to transfer it um you know from a different place and i just feel like coinbase again since they have all these cryptos um and once they onboard like solana and some of these other blockchains too i think they might have an advantage there but and what solana is uh, now an open sea and beta yeah. too that's big yeah, so so Brian, my, my question here is, uh, um, you know, uh, today was just the beta launch. Um, we're going to get a full launch soon. But uh, what do you think of just like first day impressions, browsing this and seeing this kind of for the first time here on the stream? Um, I, I like it. I, I think it's it's going to be really interesting. And uh, they have a corner on the market right now. Um so where you know they have millions and millions of users already so they're gonna be huge i mean i i cannot wait to see when they're fully open i want to see the trading volume of this marketplace versus um open and then i i doubt looks rare is going to even compete in either one of them but maybe we see a little bit more competition maybe it spreads out a little bit we'll just we'll just have to see if they have a, a better way of uh, handling all the blockchains that are like you know very popular right now if they have a way to do that easier and faster and better than uh open then i mean they're gonna be miles ahead yeah and brian i'm a numbers guy and i only know this because i wrote um the article today to support this but uh you said that coinbase has millions and millions of users i have those figures in front of me so coinbase in the last fiscal year, so the most recent quarter they reported was the fourth quarter. They had 89 million verified cool. users, 11.4 million monthly transacting users. So people who were actively trading crypto like every month, right? Some people, you know, are more passive, right? They're just investing along the way. The wait list for the Coinbase NFT marketplace has over 4 million people on it so it's crazy oh is, oh there's g money so he, it looks like g money nft was uh what, what he uh settled on so maybe he tried to get g money and or maybe he uh maybe he uh figured this out but uh i see a blue check so and i don't know like how quickly you can get a blue check and all that i do know 
Um, I already have some followers and I haven't even advertised what my username is. So some people found me, but uh, um, yeah, let's definitely do some more uh, dives into the Coinbase marketplace here. Cause I think this was a lot of fun and um, hopefully our viewers and listeners like this, right? The, the live look through um, of the platform. And again, I mean, I have beta, so I can, you know, get in there. I can buy and sell. I haven't yet. Well, I just um, rub it in, Chris. Yeah. Oh, there's Brian Armstrong. Okay. So I followed him this morning. He had 230 followers. He has 688 now. So I, I don't know what that means total users wise, but they're definitely onboarding more people throughout the day. But, uh, Something to keep in mind. But uh, all right, that's going to do it for today's episode. As I said before, we do have the Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference uh, going on right now as well. Uh, let me go ahead and drop the link in the chat. If When our stream ends, if you want to head over and listen in on that, and then I believe Spencer and Joel will also be on at 3.30 to do pre-market prep at the close. But otherwise, there's not a lot of shows happening on Benzinga's YouTube channel, a rather quiet day. Um, but definitely check it out. And we will uh, talk to everyone soon. Um, so have a good rest of your day.